It's been about five weeks already in social distancing, and I don't know how much longer we're going to do it. I don't know how much longer this is going to go for, but <laughs> thank God for Zoom, right? For Zoom, for keeping the the workday going and connecting people, and um, Zoom happy hours are a big thing right now. <laughs> All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of Thinking Twice, a post-grad live podcast from a multicultural lens. I am your host, Jesus Aleman, and this is another episode of our social distancing series. So if you tuned in a few weeks ago, we posted an episode, or I guess I posted an episode on my time in the Marine Corps. And so part of this social distancing, I, I don't have any guests, so there won't be no guest on this episode. But not to worry, I am looking into setting up Zoom on how to podcast with Zoom. So I'm hoping to have some guests here in the next week or so. So I'm excited for that and I'll look into that. So in this episode, we're actually going to discuss non-traditional students. And last, the last episode I talked about my time in the Marine Corps and I kind of left, uh, I kind of just glazed over college a little bit. But a lot of people were curious about that because when I started college, I was 22, 23, and so that classified me as a non-traditional student. And and then I'm, I'll admit it was a, a bit intimidating at first because I was 22, 23 when I started as a freshman, and my peers were, you know, 18, 19. So you know there was a little age gap, and I felt weird going back to school at that age. Nevertheless, we'll we'll get into that. However, before we begin, I do want to. Give you guys an update of what I've been doing during this social distancing. It's already week five. I haven't done much. <laughs> I I've been been watching a lot of shows. I restarted watching Parks and Rec and The Office. I started new ones too. So there's this thing called Pantalla, which is a, a Spanish platform that has content from Mexico and from Spain and Latin America. And I started watching Drunk History Mexico. And let me tell you, I've been learning so much about Mexico and its history and it's it's been pretty interesting. I've been having some fun conversations with my dad. But I have to watch it drunk because watching it sober can get pretty annoying. But when you watch it drunk, it's pretty funny. I don't know. I I also so I'm a big Saturday Night Live fan. I love sketches, you know, I love all the sketches that they do the you know, the Will Ferrell more cowbell. Uh you know, the the boys from Saturday Night Live, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Chris Farley. Anyways, big fan of all that. I found this show where I mean, I've always heard of it. I just never watched it and it's Dirty Rock. And it's the funniest shit ever. Tina Fey is a great writer. And uh, I mean, that show's fantastic. So that's what I've been binge watching. I haven't watched Tiger King at all. <laughs> I'm a little late on that, but I've, I've been seeing the memes. So I'm kind of caught up with it. I don't need to watch it. But in the meantime, I'll just keep on rewatching The Office. <laughs> um, I haven't, I, I'll be honest, I haven't been working out a lot. I've been on a few runs since this whole social distancing started. I've been to the park a few times just to get fresh air and, and whatnot, but I don't know. Maybe I'll start working out in tents, um, like week seven or eight or something. Make sure you guys support your local businesses too. Order out if you can. There's a lot of organizations right now that are helping out, you know, through these hard times, but just do whatever you can to help out. Wash your hands, stay inside, and Let's just help each other out so this whole thing could be over. 
and we could go get a beer at Monkey's Tail soon. I do want to send some shout-outs, though. I want to send a shout-out to my homie Esteban, uh, a UHD grad here in Houston, petroleum accountant. Shout-out to Esteban, and shout-out to the homie Baby D, who's still at Texas State, trying to finish his undergrad. So Baby D's from, well, he's from the Valley, and I believe his mom calls him David. <laughs> but yeah, shout-out Baby D. Keep pushing through those Zoom classes, and uh, summer's almost here. All right, let's get into it. Uh, oh, I almost forgot. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at thinking two pod at thinking two pod and we're on twitter and instagram i might open a facebook we'll see but let's get into this so i prepared these questions a few weeks ago i originally wanted to have this topic and discuss it with uh, two of my co-workers unfortunately the whole pandemic just ruined everything it ruined sport it ruined my whole social life, whatever, it's cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer these questions uh, myself. And hopefully in the near future, I can ask these questions again with guests and, and kind of hear different perspectives and different stories for non-traditional students. Because there's a lot of non-traditional students out there. Believe it or not, people don't go to college right after high school. People sometimes go in their 20s and their 30s or 40s, so on and so on. And I will say this, please, uh, if you're out there and you're thinking about going back to school, do not let age hold you back, right? Everyone's doing college at their own pace. There's different methods of college, online school. I mean, there's so many opportunities out there. Do not let your age hold you back, right? Don't make that as an excuse. But yeah, let's go. Let's get into it. Let's answer these questions that I prepared myself. So question number one is, can you give us a quick timeline from the day you graduated high school to the day you started college? Did you go straight into college or did you have any goals that you wanted to do before you went to college. So like I mentioned, I think I think I might have mentioned it. <laughs> I was in the Marine Corps uh, for four years. And like I like I said before in my previous podcast, I had no intention to go to college, right? I didn't take the SAT, ACT. I think I had like a 2.1 GPA from high school. I don't remember. But I wasn't preparing myself for college at all. Like that was not in my, my picture. But somewhere when I was in the Marine Corps, I was feeling illiterate because I'll see stuff on, you know, I'll, I'll read articles on the New York Times and, and I just wouldn't know what the hell they were talking about, you know, especially like during, I think what sparked it was like the whole Second Amendment thing and the Sandy Hook stuff. And I was reading about rights and, and I just felt like I lacked knowledge. I felt that I didn't know what the hell was going on and, and I wanted to learn more about it. And so obviously going back to school was, was the answer to that, to learn more, to be literate to be comprehensive of what's going on. So that was one of the reasons that motivated me to go back to school. When I was in the Marine Corps, I tried going back to school. I signed up for one course and I'll be honest, I dropped out because <laughs> it was tough. It was tough balancing the Marine Corps and school. Some, some Marines do it and I applaud those Marines because some Marines end up getting their degree while they're in the service and that's fantastic. But for me, I just couldn't balance it. I didn't have that, that discipline to do school and the Marine Corps at the same time. When I got out, I was about 22, 22 or 23, or maybe somewhere in between that. And I, I wanted to go to the Art Institute of California and I got accepted, but I just couldn't afford. The cost of living was way out of my budget. So I did more investigating, more research, and I found out that Texas offered some gr pretty great benefits to veterans. So that was my decision to go back to Texas. Once I was in Texas, I 
obviously wanted to go to Texas State University, but I just couldn't get in, right? So I applied a year before I was getting out. I applied to the Texas State University and they didn't let me in. And I called the school and I said, what gives? Like, how come I didn't get in? And they're like, what? Are you serious? Uh, you didn't take the SAT. You don't have an ACT score. Like, where, the, where, where are we going to place you? Like, if I were you, I would just start in community college. Plus, you're about to get out, get acclimated, get used to being in the classroom environment because you haven't been in classroom environments for three, four years. And I, and I said, all right, all right, you know what? I'll take that offer. I'll take you up on that offer and I'll go down the street and go to Austin Community College. So I did. When I was in Austin Community College, it was really interesting because I went from being with Marines and having an intense work schedule to student life, to college student life. To, and, and it was a little weird, too, because my classmates, they were fresh out of high school, 18, 17-year-olds, and they, they're pretty annoying. <laughs> 18-year-olds are pretty annoying because they're still, they're still kids. So it was a little, little weird. But I got used to it. You know, I, I, they complain a lot. They whine and, you know, they're the worst. <laughs> I'm kidding. But instead of me uh, trying to go against them or, or, you know, talk shit to them, tell them to, you know, buck up, mister, or don't complain or shut up. Like, instead of me doing that, I actually adapted to them. I acclimated to them and, and got used to working with them. And some of them became my friends, right? I will say it was weird at first, but they kept me young, right? Austin Community College is great, and community college is actually a great way to start. So if you wanna if you wanna go back to school and it's been a while, I actually do recommend starting at a community college because it starts at a slower pace than a university, and a lot of community colleges are top notch, right? Like you're still gonna get the same education, and it's a little bit more intimate. The classes are smaller, the classes are flexible with your schedule. So I I definitely recommend community college if you're looking to start. This next question is. What was it like your first time on the Texas State campus? And do you also remember your first day of class? One of the reasons why I got attracted to coming back to Texas was Texas State University is just incredible. I don't know how else to describe it. The town is fabulous. There's a river that runs right through the middle of campus. The square is right next to campus. I mean, it's just a, a place to get away from the city, right? Because you're, you're in a small town and you're with a bunch of people your age. So everyone there is confused. Everyone there is broke, or at least most of us. <laughs> but we, we're all there to not only enjoy our college life, but also learn, right? We're, we're there to graduate. We all have goals that we want to meet. Just being surrounding yourself from that is, is incredible. And then another good thing that I like about Texas State I don't know. Everyone always joked that everyone was from Houston there, but I only had probably like three or four friends from Houston. All my friends were from Austin, from Dallas, from San Antonio, from the Valley, from Laredo, from El Paso, Del Rio. Like I would have never met them if I would have just stayed in Houston or if I would have just stayed in California. Like what a place, right? San Marcos was a place to gather all of us from different parts of Texas. Texas already itself is the greatest state in the country, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, I mean, I'm not kidding, but, <laughs> but just to be, to have all of us in one place was incredible. And San Marcos itself is incredible. San Marcos history. I mean, it's, it's done so much for cultural. It's just incredible. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's unbelievable. San Marvelous, right? 
when I went there, my first time, I actually went to visit a friend. Her name is Atalia, and she was a big influence uh, for me to make that decision because she was because she was already there. So I remember calling and talking to her, and she's like, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, there's going to be some tours here for Veterans Day. You should come check it out. And we're also going to be having this philanthropy event at Sixth Street for our Susan G. Coleman Foundation. Like, you should come check it out." So I said, "All right, I'll go check it out." So I booked my flight on like a Thursday or Friday. I don't remember. I was just there for a weekend. But I remember I booked my flight from L.A. to Austin. And the first thing I do when I get to, to Austin was Whataburger. Obviously, I was craving that shit. I did not want to eat In-N-Out. I, <laughs> you can't compare Whataburger to In-N-Out. I'll say that right now. I'm not going to argue with you. That's it. Waterburger over in and out. That's it. That's that's it right there. After we ate at Waterburger, we went to I got to their place and I believe it was U Club and it was it was uh, her and her roommates, uh shout out Espy, shout out Gato, shout out Jasmine Lil J and Crystal. But anyways, it, I think it was actually I don't even think Crystal lived there. But and anyways <laughs> Uh, it was Jasmine's birthday. We get to the square, and the, my first night at the square was unbelievable. It was the first night of many nights of <laughs> of square booths. Uh, and everyone was just nice. Everyone kept to themselves. Everybody was just enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying each other's company, uh, taking shots. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time, and I hadn't, I hadn't experienced something like that. So the next day, we toured the university. And I remember I was a little nervous, so I asked my friend, you know what, let's just go get a little drink real quick because I'm, I'm a little nervous. And we, we went to Louis. This was my first time at Louis, and I remember ordering two Shiner Box, and, 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 and it caught my nerves, and I'm like, all right, let's go do the tour. We go do the tour. They welcome us. They're really friendly. Staff is friendly. And we're just walking, and I started regretting drinking those beers because if you've ever been at Texas State, there's a shitload of stairs. And hills and <laughs> it was a it was a bad combo. But overall I, I just fell in love with the campus. Like it was it was big. I felt like I was in a movie, right? First time on a college campus, I, I I couldn't believe it. After that tour was over, I remember thinking, Yeah, this is it. This is where I wanna go. This is where I wanna do after the Marine Corps. And that was it. Like I mentioned, I didn't I didn't get in the first time, but you know. You, you, you got to keep going. You got to keep pushing. Uh, if you can't get in, find out what the requirements are. Find out what you got to do to get in. And so that's what I did. I figured out what I needed to do. I created my GPA by, take, by enrolling in, in classes. And you got to nurture that GPA. That's your baby right there. So I always tried, I always tried to keep it on over a 3.0. I did. <laughs> I graduated with a, with a 3.4, I believe, or something like that. Might have been a 3.8. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was like a three, four, but it was a good time. My first day on campus was really funny because I remember, because <laughs> everybody gets excited for the first day, right? Everybody wants to wear the freshest gear, uh, the freshest kicks, whatever, right? And I remember I bought this nice shirt and I was like, dude, this is, this is super fly. I like it. It was like a Brooks Brothers uh, polo. Anyways, I get to campus and 
I get to the quad and that was the first place I stepped on because I live probably like two blocks from campus. So I, I would come in through the back where Grins and Treps is at. I don't know if you Bobcats know where that's at, but it's, it's through the back and then you get to the quad. So I look at my schedule and my class, my first class was all the way by the rec um, to the art building. And I had to fucking walk all through campus, go up the stairs through Outkick. And it was, it was like a half a mile walk. But by the time I got to my classroom, I was drenched and covered in sweat. It was horrible. <laughs> my whole back was sweaty and uh, disgusting. But I remember I sat there and that was my first time in the room with like 100 plus students. And I'm like, whoa, this is really big. And, you know, the lecture started. It was an art history course. And, and I remember I was like, damn, this is it. I'm a, I'm a college man now. It was a good feeling. And I got an A in that class, so it was cool. But I'm never, I'm never gonna forget that day, man. That like the energy of a campus on the first day is unmatchable. Like everyone's happy, everyone is ready to learn, everyone has goals for the semester, and everyone's excited to see each other. It's kind of like going back to school, like in high school, but like times a hundred, I, I guess. I don't know. I used to always get excited for the first day of school when I was a kid. I used to always lay out my clothes the night before. Um, I used to get excited to go buy paper and folders and pencils and pens. Like it used to excite me, but <laughs> oh man, those were the those were the days. Going on to my third question. How's your social life in college and how did your age affect your friendships? Well, I did one year in, in community college, and so I really kept it low-key. I mean, I had a few friends, and probably one of the friends, my first friends that, I, that I've met were, uh, well, I mean, I had my friends from, from Houston that were still at Texas State, but I also met friends through them, and one of them was my roommate, Jacob. We were roommates for almost three, four years, so that was a good friendship, right? <laughs> so I met Jacob, and I remember after we finished that year, while I was at ACC, he was already at Texas State. His cousin and his friends all had dropped out. And and my friends too. Well, my friends had graduated or, you know, dropped out. And I remember it was just me and him and, and we were discussing like, hey man, like you're a pretty cool dude. Um, we've been knowing each other for for a while now. <laughs> Wasn't asking him on a date. It sounded like it though. Uh <laughs> no, I, I remember talking to him like we should get an apartment together. I you know. Let's move closer to campus and and see what happens. And so we did. And I remember when school was about to start, I, I you know, I was talking to Jake and I'm like, hey man, like I really want to join a fraternity because I, I, I was missing the camaraderie with guys, right? When I was in the Marine Corps, I lived in the, the, the barracks, right? The bachelor enlisted quarters or dorms, right? And I, and I went from that to living on my own. So it was kind of, a, you know, it was kind of a... It was something new for me. And I remember I told Jacob, like, hey, man, I kind of missed that. I kind of miss having a, a group of friends that tight. And and he's all like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, what do you think? Uh, what if we join a fraternity? And he's all like, well, I'd have to see because, you know, I don't know. I don't know about it. Right. And I was like, well, let's go see what they have to offer. And if we find something we like, we'll do it. And so we were searching and we we're going through the quad. And we found one that we really liked, and that was uh, Omega Delta Phi. So we went up to them and talked to them at the table, 
And after that talk, our lives completely changed. I mean, till this day, I'm very thankful and grateful that I joined that fraternity. And when we decided to join, right, I told them that I was a veteran and they were cool with it, right? They weren't, they weren't judgy. They weren't like, oh, you're too old to join our fraternity. They were cool guys, right? They, they accepted me and they treated me equal. And so when the pledging process started and we were going through it, I remember I would always get asked, like, How's, how is it for you? Because you're 23 and you're getting bossed around by a 18, 19 year old, you know, you're a Marine Corps veteran, served our country, deployed, and now you come back to school and you're getting bossed around by an 18 year old, you know, <laughs> you just got to play the game, man. You just got to do what you got to do. Uh, and so I did. I mean, I pledged. It was a, it was an interesting process. Uh, and I don't know I never I was never that guy that oh I'm the oldest here you got to listen to me you know I was never like that I treated everybody like they were my age I I treated everyone as a person and everybody that has met me can probably say that yeah you know I just see him as a person because you I mean I don't know how many times I I I hear it all the time even or even now, people tell me like, oh, shit, I forgot that you're like 28 or shit, I forgot that you're like 45 and I'm like 20. I'm like, bro, that's not accurate at all. Uh, <laughs> but people, people, especially my my pledge brothers, they would always like, oh, shit, Toast, I forgot you were like uh, 23, 24. I, I, I always would hear it a lot through college. Oh, I forgot that you're a little older. And I think everybody treated me just as a, as a person, as, as an equal, right? No one ever saw me as an old person or degraded me like that. I I think if anything, people probably complain that I wouldn't act my age, <laughs> uh, especially when I would drink. What's my age again? What's my, no. Okay. That's a uh, blink 182. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing. People in college don't care what age you are. People in college just see you as a as a, a fellow student who's here to learn and that you're there to get your shit done and you're there to graduate. And I think everybody respects that. I remember I would meet people older than me, way older than me, and I would still give them my respect, right? I still treated them like a classmate. We got along, right? I remember in ACC, I had a classmate that had like three degrees and was just getting a fourth one for shits and giggles. And he had a business and he would take us out to drink and he was really cool. Just know that no one cares. Honestly, no one cares what age you are because everyone on campus is trying to figure out what to do with their lives. Everyone's too worried about themselves. And campus is too big to care about one person, right? Like there's like, at least at Texas State when I was there, there was like 35,000 people. Like if you don't get along with someone, pick new friends. Like there's a whole pool of friends and, and no one cares. No one cares to keep track of 35 students. It's not like high school where you keep track of like the popular kids or the jocks or yeah, it's not like that. Maybe it, it could be a little like that in Greek life, a little bit, <laughs> but overall, no one cares. And that's good because no one should care. You should do whatever you want. This next question is, what were some challenges you faced as a non-traditional student and how did you get through them? So some of the challenges that I faced as a non-traditional student, and I think it's similar for, for some of them, is that we don't have um, that support from our parents as much as, as younger students because, you know, the, the traditional normal students that come in straight from high school, you know, they're still on their parents' cell phone plans. Like their parents are still helping them out with, you know, whatever bills that they might have. Um, 
and that's that's totally cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But non-traditional students, like we've been out working, we've been busting our ass, and we're out there not only go to school but make our living. So I think that was a little challenging um, for for at least for me, just because. Well, I, the only the only way I was getting supported was because I was I had the GI Bill to, you know, cover my rent and my bills, but I still needed beer money. <laughs> so I I worked a lot. I worked at the outlets a lot, and it's common for even for regular students. You know, it's it's common, but for most non traditional students, we have to work through college. I don't have kids or I don't have family, but I know that some non-traditional students have kids and have families. And I know that can be a challenge to, to balance all that. But for me, you know, good thing I was single when I went back and I can't imagine, you know, props to all the non-traditional students that, that go and, you know, have families and, and have to balance everything out. Cause I know it's tough. I know it's hard. And so I think that that's some of the challenges that non-traditional students face. Did you feel any pressure to graduate faster? Yeah, I I definitely did. And here's why. <laughs> because people my age were, well, you know, when I was 20, from 23 to 25, 26, my friends that were my age were getting married, were moving in with their significant other, were having kids, or some were even getting divorces. Some were, I don't know. Mo- some were being successful in their entry-level jobs, going to mid-level jobs, traveling, like everybody was doing them. And here I was, still at college, being a fraternity president, chugging beers out of the roof of our fraternity house. And I don't know, it felt, it, it would feel weird. It would feel weird. I mean, I wouldn't feel like a loser or anything or like a bum or anything like that. I just... It just felt weird. I'm like, why, why am I not there yet? Right. But, but of course I always remembered that I'm doing things at my own pace. I'm doing things at my speed and I wasn't at that point in my life yet. Right. So that was a, that was able to take off a little pressure that I'm not, that that's not me yet. Right. And so, and then there was other people similar in my situation. There were other veterans there that were in fraternities and whatnot so i i didn't feel too discouraged but i would definitely fear pressure to graduate faster and i think when i was a senior entering my senior year i think i think i remember like i remember waking up and i'm like dude i'm too old for this shit like i can't be acting a fool at tailgates anymore or you know doing this i mean i still do i mean who doesn't (laughs) but you know but in but in honesty what really kept me pushing was that I had to stop comparing myself to other people. I had to stop looking at where people were based on age and and seeing what they were at because everyone has their own pace and everyone ha- will get to the point in their stage of their life when it when when they're there. So it's important not to compare yourself and it's always if anything compare yourself to past you, move yourself forward and if you feel that you're moving forward, be happy with it. Um, don't look at what everyone else is doing. Worry about you. And I promise that all that pressure will be gone because like I mentioned like 10 times already, everyone's at their own pace in college. How did you keep yourself motivated to graduate? I think what kept me going was setting goals and surrounding myself with the right people. Because a lot of people 
go to college and they end up dropping out, right? Being completely honest, I think that if I would have started college at 18, I wouldn't have graduated on time. I think I would have ended up, I, I honestly think I would have dropped out because I didn't have that discipline, right? But I think when I was 22, after I'd served four years in the Marine Corps, I felt that I had discipline and I felt that I was more motivated to do college than if I would have done it if I was 18, right? So that, you know, I'll, I've always said that. I think that starting college for myself, at least at 22, was better for me because I was able to have that discipline and graduate and do whatever I can to to meet my goals. Now, I remember there were some classes where I felt like I was going to fail and I felt like it was impossible to pass. Probably algebra and biology. <laughs> but you have to figure out your resources and you got to know how to use them. And so that's another thing that kept me motivated is, is having those resources. And you know what else I did? I would always have different group friends. So, you know, obviously I have my fraternity, uh, group, group of friends. And I had my friends, uh, in the advertising school. I had my friends from other organizations. I had my friends that I knew when I was a graphic design major, keeping those friends would keep me motivated. And because I would see them succeed and be great. And I'm like, Oh, you know, you got to surround yourself with, with people like-minded so that you could motivate yourself too and motivate each other, right. Feed, feed off each other's uh, motivation. And so college is, is a place to network and meet friends and you got to take advantage of that. I didn't meet just people to, to just meet them. I generally got to meet a lot of people and, and, and I can truly call all those people, my friends that I've met. And it's just a, it's, it's a great way to surround yourself with positivity. Are you glad you went through the path you took? What would you do differently? I, I think I said it already. I think that if I would have went to school when I was 18, I would not have succeeded because I didn't have that discipline, right? I would have, I honestly, I probably would have been partying and partying and partying and partying, fuck classes, and I would have acted a fool, right? Because I didn't know the value of hard work. One thing that I would have done differently is, I mean, I was really social in college. I was trying to join all these clubs and trying to join all these organizations, but I think one thing that I would have loved to do would have probably been <laughs> join Quidditch is one of them, but also done in murals. I never, I never made myself time to play in murals, so I wish I would have done that more. And honestly, probably just ran for student president. I should have tried at least homecoming king, maybe too. I, I couldn't though because of the organization I was in. Other than that, no, I don't think I, 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 I loved my college experience. I wouldn't, I would not trade it for anything because it was. It was awesome. <laughs> what was the dating situation like in college? Uh, when I was in college, I did date. I didn't commit to a relationship, but I did get to meet a lot of nice women. And, you know, some hearts were broken here and there, and mine was broken here and there too. But I remember when I first started in college, or actually, no, it was it was during orientation week, maybe, or weeks of welcome. I don't remember. But we get a we get a we get like a little lecture class so you can know how to take notes and then you could get a feel of the pace of a classroom and whatever. And this is at Texas State. And we go to this little mini lecture by a geography professor named uh Brian Cooper. <laughs> 
And I remember at the end of his little lecture that he gave, he's like, if I could give y'all one tip right now is if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend back home, just get to your dorm, call them and, and tell them it's over. <laughs> because college is a buffet of dating. <laughs> and and I was like, whoa, really? And and I guess he was right, because everybody just wants to, you know, get to college and get to know people and date and and you got to see who you're compatible with right i i always you know tell people that i date to learn because i want to learn more about myself and learn more about someone and get better at dating and and i have i think i have gotten better you know compared you know compared to a 19 year old me to what i am now i i think i got better but it was it was definitely hard to commit for me, what made it hard to commit, especially being at Texas State, was that most of the people you met aren't from your hometown, and everyone has different goals, right? So the last relationship that I was in in Texas State, or you know, the last girl that I was dating, I, I told her that I couldn't commit because I didn't know where I was going to end up. Ironically, I ended up back in Houston, because <laughs> we were both from Houston. But I told her that I wanted to go to New York or um, Chicago or L.A. And she didn't want to do that. She had intentions of staying here. And plus, I think she still had another year of uh, of college to go. So that's why I never committed to someone because we don't know. Like we we didn't know where our paths were going to take us. That That was at least the main reason for me. And I think another another problem was that. When you're in college, um, you just want to meet people and you want to get to know someone and see if you're compatible with them. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes you make some mistakes. But I think it's all about learning, not just like in a classroom, but also learning in a social environment, right? So it, it was a little interesting for me because all the girls that I dated were younger. And it was funny because all the girls that I was into weren't into you know, dating, they were more into hooking up and the girls that I only wanted to hook up with were only into dating. It was, it was a weird balance, but I think it's a uh, college was a time to learn socially and kind of figure out who you're, who you are. So can you please share a favorite memory of college? I don't, I don't know. There's too many, honestly, there's too many that I can't, I can't choose. But I will say that some of my favorite memories of college is one, tailgates. I miss tailgates. I, they were my favorite. Two is those long nights of studying at the library and just wrapping up studying and hanging out with your friends. And, you know, it's like four or five in the morning and you guys are still up for no, for no reason. But, you know, each other's company just makes it a hundred times better. And I remember that and, um, going to worst fest, uh, for the date parties were, were always fun. And for spring, I, I, I was a river rat. I enjoy going to the river and swimming in the river and float in the river. Those were some of the best memories I have. Um, move in day were also great. Um, the last day of classes were also great because we would all drink at the house to celebrate that we were done with finals. So many, 
so many. Um, the day I got initiated into my fraternity was another one. Uh, I just, there's too many good ones. And, you know, there's also some, some that aren't that, that great, but I, at college is a hell of an experience and I encourage everyone to take it. And not everyone's college experience is going to be the same, but it's worth going. It's worth going for the degree and it's also worth going to do it for the experience. So I hope that was useful. <laughs> I hope, uh, I hope it motivates someone to go to college really, because do not ever let your age hold you back. Everyone's going to have a different experience. And I guarantee you that everyone's going to say it was a good time. College was a great time. Although everyone has different experiences. I, I, yeah, I think in the end, everyone agrees that college was a great time. No matter where you go. I mean, probably in Texas, the best one is Texas State. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, no, but I, you know, you hear these stories from people at A&M and UT and I guess UT El Paso and UTSA, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but honestly, it's a, it's a great, it's a great time. All right. So I'm going to work on getting a guest next episode and doing, doing a podcast through Zoom. So it'll be the first time. So I'm going to try to, try to learn more about it. In the meantime, again, please follow us on social media, on, on Instagram and Twitter, and DM us any questions you might have, any topic ideas. Um, this, the, our social media handle is at thinking2pod, thinking, the number two pod. And again, yeah, thank you so much for the support. I hope uh, you guys are staying safe, and hopefully this pandemic is over soon, so we could all go in, and get some beers. And um, stay safe, everyone. And that's the episode.